Our Savior, the quiet servant the Lord promised to send, has arrived and he will persevere in his quest to bring peace and justice to the world. But even though he can't be broken or snuffed out, he's not supposed to do it alone. Through his example and by our baptism, we are called to evangelize. We are called to bring the light of Christ to the world, to heal hurts, right wrongs, and set captives free. We're called to share the good news. And we really do have good news to share. The awesome news that Christ came to bring peace and justice to everyone, not just a select few. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the Baptism of the Lord, Cycle B of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said tonight, we will be looking at the readings for the baptism of the Lord, cycle B. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 1 through 4, and verses 6 and 7. Our second reading is from Acts of the Apostles, it's chapter 10, verses 34 through 38. And our gospel reading is from Mark's gospel. It's chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. Just a couple things to note. First, we have readings from both the Old and New Testaments. So Isaiah is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew scripture, while the Acts of the Apostles are stories from the early church. So that reading is obviously from the New Testament, or the Christian scripture, as is the gospel reading. So tonight, Isaiah foreshadows Jesus again. St. Paul says the good news is for all. And Jesus gets dunked in the Jordan. All right. Let's start by going through the readings. <clears throat> and then we can talk about the messages we find. This is a reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 1 through 4 and 6 and 7. Thus says the Lord, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. Our second reading is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verses 3, or 34 through 38. Then Peter began to speak. 
I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the ones, the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. And finally, our gospel reading tonight is from Mark's gospel, chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. All right, so <clears throat> let's take a first glance at these readings and ask ourselves, oh, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around a little bit? So from our first reading from the prophet Isaiah, this is clearly foreshadowing of Jesus, the, the quiet servant who won't cry out or shout or raise a ruckus in the streets. But then the imagery changes to sort of indicate persistence or perseverance. The, the bruised reed conjures up uh, images of something that is battered but doesn't break. The smoldering wick that can't quite be completely extinguished, can't be snuffed out. When I read this and pictured it in my mind, the next thing I imagined was Jesus being mocked, ridiculed, scourged, made to... Uh, the, carry the cross for his own crucifixion, dying on that cross and being buried in a tomb. Talk about being battered and bruised, but obviously he couldn't be broken. He wasn't snuffed out, but instead rose from the dead on the third day. When Isaiah says, in faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. It made me think of what it meant for Jesus to come forth from the tomb. When he rose from the dead, he, he brought justice with him. And now he won't stop until he is, he's established justice on earth, no matter how long it takes. Now, the second part of the reading it can almost be read in two ways. The first is that it's still talking about the servant, or, or rather talking to the servant. Because the Lord speaks of being a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, healing people and freeing them from prison and darkness. It's definitely what Jesus came to do. But the second way to read it is, I think, a more personal challenge to each of us. 
the new covenant, just, just like all of the prior covenants, was between God and the people. So we are part of the covenant. And we are definitely called by our baptism to share the light of Christ with the world. Christ came to bring peace and justice to the world. And we're called to lend him a hand. Bringing peace and justice to the world is our mission too. But ultimately, the main message that I got from this reading from Isaiah is that Jesus Christ came to bring peace and justice to the entire world. He wasn't just a savior for the people of Israel <clears throat> or just some select few people who see and recognize him, but especially for those who are blind, and literally but also figuratively, and even those who sit in the dark. Jesus Christ came to bring peace and justice to the entire world. All right, our second reading was from the Acts of the Apostles. And honestly, the first thing that really caught my attention was the word fear. Saying that God accepts anyone from any nation as long as they fear him, it seems odd. We spend so much time talking about a good and loving God, but then St. Paul says we have to be afraid of the Lord. Especially when you read it, or read on, like in that same sentence, it says that God accepts one who fears him and does what is right. So if you read that literally, it seems that St. Paul believes that God wants us to do the right thing because we fear the Lord. And although we're all probably familiar with good old-fashioned Catholic guilt and, you know, the fear of mortal sin and burning in the fires of hell, or at least smoking a turd in purgatory, um, I think most of us would agree that fear isn't exactly the best motivator, especially in the long run. So here's what I think. I, I think what St. Paul was talking about was respect and reverence for the Lord. Unfortunately, at the time Acts was written, I think fear was probably synonymous with respect. So I'll, I'll try not to get too hung up on the word. But, um, you know, this, this short little re reading, I think it was, it was really more, more about clearly stating to the members of this young church that the good news about Jesus is for everyone to hear. Jesus Christ came for all and is the Lord of all. So the gifts of peace and justice that were proclaimed in our, in our reading from Isaiah are for everyone, not just the self-righteous few. So the main message I got from this second reading was that Jesus Christ came for all and is the Lord of all. The Catholic Church, the universal church, is a place for all people. And we're called by our baptism to bring the good news to everyone. The good news that Jesus Christ came for all and is the Lord of all. All right, finally, our gospel reading was from the Gospel of Mark. And this passage from Mark, where Jesus is baptized by John in the Jordan, sort of 
kicks off Jesus's mission. After this, he begins to preach about repentance from sin and the, the coming of God's kingdom on earth. And the imagery of, of heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove, it really sets the stage. And then God's words confirm it. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. So with those signs and with the words of God, it's clear that Jesus really is the servant that God promised. The servant described in our first reading from Isaiah. The servant who was sent to bring justice and peace to all people. Now, I suppose it also marks the point at which John's work of preparing the way was done. John had spoken of the one who would follow him, the one who was more powerful than John, and here he was. But the fact that Jesus went to John and had John baptize him in water, for me, that's the key. So much of what Jesus did, he did in order to set an example, to give us actions, behaviors, even ways of thinking that we can and should model. If Jesus, the Messiah, believed it was important to be baptized with water by a servant of the Lord, then that should be important to us too. And just as Jesus was baptized in water and then began his ministry, began calling people to repent from sin and come to the Father, so should we. Baptism, then, is just the first step on our thousand-mile journey of faith. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that by our baptism, <clears throat> we are called, we are all called to share the good news. <clears throat> baptism isn't the end. It, it should mark the beginning of our public ministry, just like it did for Jesus, because by our baptism, we are all called to share the good news. All right, so let's sum up what we've been talking about so far. In our first reading from the prophet Isaiah, the main message I came away with was Jesus Christ came to bring peace and justice to the entire world. In our second reading from Acts of the Apostles, the main message I got was Jesus Christ came for all and is the Lord of all. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was by our baptism, we are all called to share the good news. Our Savior, the quiet servant the Lord promised to send, has arrived, and he will persevere in his quest to bring peace and justice to the world. But even though he can't be broken or snuffed out, he's not supposed to do it alone. Through his example and by our baptism, we are called to evangelize. We are called to bring the light of Christ to the world, to heal the hurts, right the wrongs, and set the captives free. We're called to share the good news, and we really do have good news to share. The awesome news that Christ came to bring peace and justice to everyone, not just a select few. 
So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our, if our path has become any clearer. In order to do this, I like to ask uh, two questions. So what? And now what? All right, so what? Well, why should we care? We should care because, um, frankly, our world is in rough shape right now. Even as we make huge advancements in technology and all branches of medicine and science, we seem to be backsliding when it comes to hatred, anger, violence. God punished the Israelites when they decided it was better to worship an idol and ignore the Lord and his commands. Well, I live in a country where far too many people have made a president their idol, believing every lie and slander that he spews and acting as though the commands that Christ gave us are either optional or just don't count when it comes to something their idol says, does, or encourages them to do. But as much as I'd love to just yell at them all, tell them how absolutely stupid, vile, and unchristian I think they're being, I know that doesn't help. And frankly, it's not what we're called to do. Anger begets anger. Violence begets violence. So I need to figure out how to bring the light of Christ to bear on the situation. It's critical to figure out how to reach these people and get them to truly and correctly hear the gospel message. The message that, that Christ came to bring peace and justice to everyone, not just people with a specific skin color or only people who were born to the right parents in certain countries, and especially not just people from a single political party. Jesus came for us all. He came for all of us. He came for everyone. All right. The last question I try to answer is now what? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, <clears throat> I'll be the first to admit that it's not always easy doing what's right and just, especially when our Christian values conflict with what those around us are doing. It's one thing to pass judgment on someone over nitpicky things or church rules that are still debated by theologians. But it's, it's so hard not to pass judgment on people who, to me, are so clearly violating even the most basic principles of human decency. But we're not called to do that. We're not called to pass judgment. We've been baptized in water and sealed with the Holy Spirit, so... That means we have the strength to keep going. Like the battered reed or the wick that can't be snuffed out. We've been offered the strength to persevere. We simply need to figure out how to properly answer the call. I think we need to model the love of Christ through kind words and generous actions. And we need to live the gospel message of love and acceptance to the best of our ability. So with that in mind, here's your real challenge for the week. It is, a, it is a real challenge. When you feel like giving up on doing something good, just keep going. The reason Isaiah spoke of perseverance is because building God's kingdom on earth, <clears throat> it isn't a sprint. 
It's a marathon. So for most of us, slow and steady is the only way we're even going to complete the race. So we need to just keep on trudging. We need to avoid getting caught up in worshiping false idols. And we have to have confidence that Christ will win this race and that he'll win it for all of us. Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. Let's try to remember what St. Paul says in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Like I said, building God's kingdom on earth isn't a sprint, it's a marathon but we absolutely can finish the race. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thank you again for joining me this evening. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, I encourage you to use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the Bible on your own. Look at the readings we discussed tonight or find something completely different. Read through it a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the word and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. I also encourage you to check out my websites, brandonjubar.com and keepingitreal.club, where you can find scripture reflections and other musings of mine. Uh, this is the first webinar in the winter series. Um, so if you, if you are here, that means you've signed up and you will be notified of all of the, the webinars coming up between now and Ash Wednesday. So thanks again for joining me for the Real Word webinar as we did a deeper dive into the readings for the baptism of the Lord, cycle B of the Roman Catholic lectionary. Remember that we're called to share the good news. That good news is that Jesus Christ came to bring peace and justice to everyone and not just a select few. Thank you and have a truly blessed week. Bye-bye. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, in 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide.